Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Just makes me smile every single time. I love that audio clip. It's great audio. It also means it's Friday at 5, which, hard not to smile about that as well. But Sam Pittman, well, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. My favorite audio clip. Friday at 5, you made it to the weekend. Congratulations. And you made it through a week where we've seen some massive changes in college football. Really, you've made it through a day where we've seen massive college football changes. And I don't know if I really grasp that until I just looked over to my left at the TV here. It says, breaking news, Oregon and Washington finalizing a deal to join Big Ten. And now it just broke on social media. Breaking news within the next 24 hours, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah will accept invites to the Big 12. So today, Travis, five teams are announcing they are leaving the Pac-12 for two different conferences. So my question to you is, I mean, you asked earlier, like, what are the more of the monumental days that you can remember as a college football fan? Like, the Texas coming to the Big 12, the BCS in 1998. Is this a day as a college football fan that you're going to remember for quite some time? And how will you remember the day where five teams essentially in one day left the Pac-12 for, for different conferences? Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly going to remember it. Uh, that's for sure. But, I mean, it's... I, I guess it's kind of interesting because we knew about OU and Texas moving, and that shook our world. It shook the college football world, right? And that was two teams. Granted, OU and Texas going to the SEC is much bigger news than Colorado and you know Arizona going to the Big Twelve. Like it's just it just impacts more. They're blue bloods, you know. It it it's it's bigger when blue bloods move. I get it, but and we've been knowing about that. I mean, us seeing our first SEC schedule, Tyler, was like, oh, oh my, my gosh. It was a pretty event. amazing. Like, it was fantastic. Well, now it's like, now that that's done, teams are just just all over. Just, hey, who wants to move? Boom, we're going to do this all in 24 hours. No big deal. Like, it's just wild how the news is happening so quickly now after those two happened. So, I will remember this day, I think, five teams leaving the Pac-12 as the day the Pac-12 died. And the Pac-12 may still be a thing. Like, they may add San Diego State and SMU and Colorado State. Like, the Pac-12 may still be a conference. I I don't think that there's, you know, there's a 100% chance that that's the case. Like, they could essentially fold in the Mountain West as other teams could go independent. Things could happen. But even if the Pac-12 is a thing, it's not going to be, you know. Pac-12 in name only, Shell of itself. This today for me essentially is... The day that a Power Five conference, for the first time in our life, because I don't really count the Big East, 
the first time in my life that a Power Five conference died. Right in front of our eyes, man. Yeah. Right in front of our we watched eyes. Watched it happen. Watched it happen. And it is kind of funny, though, because like it kind of goes to show you how how quickly we get um, like how quickly we get news and everything due to social media now. Like we got I was listening on the way from Tulsa and you know got the news, right? You guys are talking about the news of uh of you know the Arizona move being announced or the uh, Oregon and uh Washington move, you know, being an, like and then hours later I get my ESPN app update. Breaking news. I'm like Wait, what? I've already had heard ten people talk about this. Yes. So it's like it's just incredible how quickly we get news these days, and and that ties into right. It ties into how quickly stuff like this happens. I know, man, and it's it's been a crazy day because this morning it was wait a minute, Washington and Oregon had a change of heart overnight, reportedly, and they're meeting with the Pac-12 today, and all the presidents and ads are there. Like, hold on, this deal's not done yet. And you kind of get caught up in the excitement, like, "Oh my gosh, is the Pac-12? Are they uh, are they really going to stick around? They were never going to, man. This is uh, Washington and Oregon probably trying to get more money from the Big Ten, and who knows if that happened or not. But earlier this morning, it was, "Wait a minute, the Pac-12 could still be together," and then seven hours later, five teams are gone. Yeah, man, it, it it almost what a day. Like, I can't wait till somebody puts out an exact timeline of like. At this point in time, these teams were in this – like, you know the the time-lapse charts that they do when they measure, like, uh, like the all-time wins leader? It's like, all right, college football wins, and they show you, and, and you see Oklahoma jump up, you see Nebraska jump up, Nebraska jump down, and, like, you see that? Yeah. Like, the time-lapse chart of what conferences belong to which school – or which schools belong to which conferences is going to be fascinating – like when when they dial it down to just this week, yeah, because it's just all it's going to be all over the place. They just showed a graphic on ESPN of all eighteen eighteen teams that will be in the Big Ten. <laughs> Good. God. If you're new to college, if this is your first day paying attention to college football, we know it doesn't make sense. A conference called the Big Ten is about to have eighteen eighteen uh, teams in it. Doesn't make sense. But they had a graphic of all the new Big Ten schools, and I'm going to butcher this because it was in alphabetical order. But just looking at it, it would go from Rutgers to Washington to USC down to Wisconsin. And then you see a Michigan and Ohio State logo in there as well. It's like, God, this is something that you did on NCAA football 12 years Again, ago when that game was still around coming up with a crazy conference idea. It's, it's like whose line? You know, the, uh, the, the, the uh, conferences are made up and the teams don't matter. I mean, it's... It's incredible. The renaming thing is funny to me because I don't think they're going to rename, but it just sounds so funny. The Big Ten. How? Okay, I'm new to college football. The Big Ten. Which ten teams are those? Oh, it's these twenty teams. <laughs> it's these eighteen teams. Wait a minute. Then what about the Big Ten? Oh, they're at, once upon a time in a yeah. land far, far away, in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, there were ten teams in this. Um, in case you're wondering, there's no reports. I, I mean, it could always be behind closed doors. That's how realignment works. Florida State and Clemson could be in serious talks with the SEC. I mean, that could be happening, but that is not being reported anywhere. We had so a texter the, from Iowa tell us that. Yeah, it was already done. On the SEC front, there seems to be really nothing going on right now. Nothing. And, and, and with that, I want to I pose this to you, and I want to pose it to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So uh, give us your thoughts at 405-651-3439 on this. Uh, we talked earlier about how USC 
probably doesn't want to see Oregon and Washington They've join been them. Pretty clear about that in the Big Ten. What teams, if you had to pick two teams that you do not want to come to the SEC, do not want to come to the SEC? I want to hear from the text line on this because I think this could be. I think we might get some interesting okay. answers. And while we're waiting for those responses, let's uh, go down the headlines of practice number two for OU today Perfect. in training camp. What, what was the biggest story today uh, to you? To me, it was Javante Barnes out there healthy, looking good, looking like his old self out there. I think that that was important. Was it the four players that we learned that are working at Cheetah? Justin Harrington, Desan McCullough, Reggie Pearson, Peyton Bowen. Uh, was it Brent mentioning Stogner, Petaway, and Jaden Gibson as the offensive guys that maybe made the most plays today? Was it Brent saying Gabriel and Arnold have been really impressive thus far? Marcus Hicks not on the roster. What was the most important thing that, that came out of today's practice? You know, there was some audio or video that came out that had some uh, audio of Brent Venables, uh, uh, I think, getting after Connor Near with an F-bomb. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, that did happen. I think, I think, honestly, that for me, it was it – was, because what did what did we complain about last season a bunch was man Brent Venables doesn't need a get back guy anymore he can't be his fiery self we on want the Brent to be Brent just we, yeah. as a as a as a head coach this yeah time. we just yeah. want Brent Brent being Brent right like that's that's what that's what we've wanted and even just that little bit of seeing him and Ted Roof and James Skalski just getting after the linebackers and Brent himself just. Getting into again, I believe it was Connor Near getting into him, dropping the f bomb. All this, I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh, am I watching? He's back, baby. Am I, He's am back. I, am I watching? It's like Randy Quaid in Major League Two <laughs> when uh, Wild Things come in in the ninth to strike out Parkman. I mean, you know, f bomb Brent's back before Texas. I mean, incredible. I mean, I felt like I was watching. I mean, the clarity was much better. But That'll like was, at least add three wins from the six-win oh, total of last at year. Minimum. At least. At, at, so nine wins is now the top floor. Top ten defense incoming. Yes. Top ten defense incoming. You saw it here first. But he, he said when uh, what Big 12 Media Days three weeks ago now, um, asked him a question. He first responds is, well, I'm an old linebacker coach. And you can just well, I'm a linebacker s- coach. see it out in practice. Like, he's monitoring other positions. He's being a head coach. But – he just naturally gravitates towards what's going on over there at linebacker. And I have no issue with that. No. That's that's where he's best. And honestly, as big of a question mark as it is next to Stutzman, I'm 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 fine with it, man. Like stick with what got you there. Like that's the thing. Like and I think that's why and not to get too off topic here, but with um like with Jimbo, like giving up play calls. Like the reason Jimbo doesn't want to give up play calling is because that's what got him in the job in the first place. When you give up play calling, some of those boosters might think, huh, we hired him for his play calling, and he doesn't even do that anymore. Why are we paying this guy $100 million a year, it seems like? So with that, it's like, like Brent, be Brent. That's why we brought you here. Be Brent. Cuss out Connor Near. Go for it. Uh, apparently, Jaron Canick looked good today at practice. Of course. Uh, Parker was mentioned that earlier. Of like just, just you know, physically, after another offseason, he looks good. Maybe had a good practice today. Would he be frick or frack? Um, I think that he's definitely the frack to Stutzman's frick. Because that's the only reason I kind of like Pete and repeat. Because repeat, it's a very clear, like, it's which defined role. Sure. Yeah, defined yeah. role in this. Like, that's, and I said frick for Stutzman just because it's mentioned first. Right. You know, see, like Pete 
and repeat is definitely uh, definitely clear in the in the roles. Okay, so we'll we'll cover more training camp obviously next week. But one thing that I'm really going to be monitoring, and not really monitoring because we can't be at practice every single day, but comments from the head coach, the offensive coordinator, players. Sure. Okay, Brent commented on Jackson Arnold today, saying, "Hey, both of his quarterbacks have looked impressive early on." I am very interested as camp goes on. If we hear more and more and more momentum towards Jackson Arnold having some sort of a role, some sort of a package within the offense this year. Do you think, I don't think he'll get clear about a, 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 a package or anything like that, simply because when, when most people think about a package, they think about the belldozer, right? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that was a very defined role for him because he's massive. I mean, he went and played. He's playing tight end in the NFL. Like, like that was a specific package due to his unique physical capabilities. Jackson Arnold doesn't have those unique physical capabilities. He's obviously a true quarterback. He's going to play quarterback at the next level when he eventually gets there. But you and I have talked about him having a role, having hopefully a meaningful role at some point this season, making him actually make some throws instead of just turning around and handing the ball off in garbage time. But I don't think Brent's going to say anything like that. My question, Tyler, is does Brent bring up Jackson Arnold either because he knows he's going to get asked about it or are these questions about how do the quarterbacks look? How did Jackson Arnold look? Like, Are are we going to force – are we almost conditioned to – think we need to have a quarterback competition are people just down on dylan gabriel because he was missing wide open throws last year or are people just trying to push that narrative onto brent i'm sure they're trying to push the narrative onto brent but for a guy that's going to lead you into the sec which is going to be i mean let's face it a a big part of how jackson arnold is viewed here 15 years after he's gone is those early years in the sec like it's yeah i I don't know when i think of jackson arnold playing this year and you're right he's not going to say oh yeah, yeah yeah We evaluated it. Jackson Arnold, in short yardage situations, he's going to be like the Wildcat quarterback, essentially. He's not going to say that. We've carved out a role at Texas already. But if they're just talking about him more and more, having a role within the offense, I guess I'll be watching out for that. To me, there's too many incentives for him not to be involved somehow this year because of the SEC move that's coming. They know they got to get him ready, as ready as they can make him. It's, It's just... It's a really interesting situation because you, you you have to look at next year, and I know that they are. They're focused on this year, but how could you not look at the importance of 2024? Well, you want to get Gabriel in a groove early on sure. with some receivers that are trying to be better than they were a year ago. So you're trying to get Gabriel in a groove and get him to have a better season, but you're also trying to work in your future, and that's what Jeff Levy has called uh, Jackson Arnold, as recently as a week ago, the future of this football program. Yeah, future face of the program. It's just an interesting situation how you're going to link up those two in such a critical year. Getting your quarterback that's been around for two years now to have a better year, more comfortable, but also getting this kid in who's going to have a major part of your pro. I don't know. It's just Do you think that if we weren't going to the SEC – I don't think it's as big of a story. You don't think, you no, don't I think really anybody don't, asks? Man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think agree people with people ask, but I don't think it's as right. I, I don't think it feels as as much as, oh, we gotta get him in this year. We gotta get him like some some meaningful reps this year. Right. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean I agree. I think that uh you know, I think there is there there's a little bit of it where he's the shiny new five star, right? Like I threw audience round I was talking with Davis Bevel about it and I was like it's kind of funny because you've got 
they they he's talked about how that whole room is very close and I'm like yeah you're the you're the tall one you got booty you got the starter and he goes yeah now we got the five star <laughs> he's like and, and that's just kind of like that's the way that's talked about the five star the starter the tall one and booty so let's uh, let's get to these t- texts here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line you asked uh, which two schools. Do OU fans not want to see Correct. join the SEC? Because USC is pissed about Oregon. They don't really care about Washington. They're really mad about Oregon. Just another West Coast the school Ten. they got to deal with. Softball Steve says Clemson and the Irish, the two teams that he doesn't want to see. Okay. I think Clemson's a good response. I, the SEC bump is real. We talked about that yesterday. The SEC bump is real in recruiting. I don't want Clemson. I don't want another school out there that's had a lot of recent success to have the SEC bump in recruiting. Because Clemson, they have the facilities. Um, I think they have the name brand recognition with kids playing now, right, which is important. I think they have all the things they need. You combine that with the SEC bump in recruiting, that could be uh, – maybe wouldn't affect OU all that much, but I, I, I would rather them not have it. I, th- I think what's – you know, when you talk the SEC bump, it's like A&M got an SEC bump because they weren't recruiting well. And then all of a sudden they're in the SEC and they're like, oh, yeah. Texas's SEC team sounds really fancy. All of a sudden all this money comes in, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's why, I mean, we're getting here Clemson, um, OSU and OSU from the 405 he, here. Yeah, 405, OSU and K-State, 918, K-State and K-State. See, K-State is my answer, Four, like my top answer. 405, Notre Dame and Miami. I don't like either. We would love to see them fade into nothingness. Brooks says OSU and Tech, stay away. Jimmy from BA says, I've got three, Clemson, FSU, and Miami. Here's another Clemson and FSU. KW in the 918. OSU and Toledo. Actually, Toledo can come, but you guys said two. I cannot wait to get away from Stoolwater. Uh, good riddance. So, did you not think Toledo would make the cut? Toledo has has made the cut. I, didn't, I didn't think I would see Toledo on the text line. <laughs> um, maybe ever. So, so okay, so you said K State. Um, why why not why not K State? Well, a I'm 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 sick of them, um, and it's kind of like like the way I think about Texas A&M. Obviously, Texas just it had the the state of Texas has a lot more talent than the state of Kansas does, um, just generally on a on a year to year basis. But we've already seen what they can do from a coaching standpoint, whatnot, and what they can do, you know, with admittedly lesser talent. So I don't want to see them go in. I'd probably say Kansas State and TCU would be my two that are like, hey, you know what? I've seen these teams due to good coaching you know, and, and development over the years put out some really good product. Now I don't want them to get a battery attached to their back and say, oh, now you're going to have really, really good players too. Um, so I would say those, and and yeah, I'm just I'm just annoyed by Kansas State. I'm going point. all orange with both of my selections. You Cle- are I'm Clemson, going all purple. Clemson for the reasons that I already uh, mentioned. Don't want them to have the SEC right, bump, right? And man, the comedy has been great the past two years. Seeing Oklahoma State fans squirm and be mad and upset by all of this, I would like to continue that. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma State and Clemson as uh, as my two. But a lot of K-States on the text line. That was a very popular selection. Yeah, there was one at Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. That's interesting. Joey McGuire, you know. I just think they hate Texas Tech fans mostly. Well, there's so that. But, that. But looking at it from a different perspective, Joey McGuire can, rescru- can recruit the state of Texas. They've got a lot of donor support all of a sudden now. Uh, they really like them. I mean, it looks like they might land Micah Hudson, uh, obviously, who's a, who's a legacy. But, 
Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. The obvious answer is I don't want anybody to come into the conference. I want to be done. Uh, one more text before we hit a break. The Recruiting Doomer says, sorry if you guys have already talked about it, but what happened with Marcus Hicks not being on the rooster? That's two major league references so far this segment, so that's that's great. Um, you mentioned earlier what you thought was going on with uh, with Marcus Hicks. Yeah, you know, he's changed positions a couple times now, right? Uh, bounced between, you know, the defensive and the offensive line, back to defense, you know. And, and, and that comes with a lot of bodily changes. I mean, obviously you think, oh, he's on the line. He's just got to get big, right? Well, I mean, not necessarily, right? There's there's a little bit more to it than that. There's a ton of different technique. You're in different rooms. Keep in mind, this is a guy that was dealing with the last staff too, right? So it's you've got a different head coach. You've got you know different defensive line staff. Then you move over to offensive line, and now you move back to defensive line. Now you're you're, you're with a different staff entirely. It's I, I think now that he's he's been here a while. He's graduated. I think it's finally time. He's done his micro internship uh, with OU Health, I believe. I think he's just going to say, hey, look time to time to move on you know i don't think he was going to contribute much this year and that's fine not everybody does 405-651-3439 is the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line we'll talk more ou football college football coming up next right here on the ref the home of sooner fans home for sooner recruiting coverage home of your sooner game day voices home of the best pre and post game coverage join the movement download the free kref app now to listen anywhere anytime we are where die hard sooner fans listen a little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat Rom's new sweet and spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouth-watering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun, top it with a sizzling burger patty and bacon, add a little mayo, and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked Gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brahms Sweet and Spicy Gouda Burger, available for a limited time at Brahms. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno is family-owned and operated, and they take pride in providing a no-pressure, friendly sales process with excellent service. Now you can't beat that. Be sure to check out the lineups for Buick and GMC and get top dollar for your trade. So take a little drive to big savings. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or dorsey-jonesbuickgmc.com. the Metro's best casino experience with almost 3,000 of your favorite games. Come enjoy our 17th birthday with our $100,000 new scene 17 celebration. Play with your wild card all month for a chance to win every Saturday in August. You won't find better than number one. full of anchors meant to keep you in place but the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them so every time you raise a pacifico let it be a reminder to live life anchors up
Hi, I'm Tim Lasher for my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. Are you in need of purchasing your own health insurance? Are you turning 65 and confused about Medicare? Are you an employer looking at offering benefits to your staff? Call the agents at Allison Insurance. They'll sort through the confusion. They're not captive to just one company, and they'll get the best option for you. Don't get frustrated. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. Number one, the, how loud the stands are and the fans are. Um, that's going to be a little bit different. But um, just the physicality and uh, being prepared at, at every step, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I had a great summer. Um, everybody out here is athletic. Like, there's no bottom percent, you know. Everybody's up there. So it was a fun to get out and compete with everybody this summer. Brent referred before that. Danny and Jaron is freaking cracked. Yep. Uh, what's it like just getting to know those guys? Uh, it's, been a, it's been a good time. That's a good... Uh, <laughs> Good explanation, freaking frack. Um, they're both cool, though. Good guys to be around. Um, always bringing energy. Always got something fun to say. But at the same time, they're both really serious. And they kind of like, when I came in, like they're kind of the dudes that run the room a little bit. Um, Kobe's up there, too. And uh, But so they, they bounce off good with each other, though. They're fun to be around. Transfer linebacker Connor Near. I'm guessing that is uh, before Brent Venables got a hold of him today at practice and yeah, that, very unfortunate for Connor Near that out of the entire practice, the media was there for, what, 15, 20 minutes, and they caught the portion of practice where Brent just laid into him. Maybe Brent, uh, maybe Brent said, hey, Connor, hey, come on, man. Yeah, you're the new guy here, so I got to uh, – <laughs> I, I, Initiation, I need, I need especially at linebacker. I need you to make me look good. Uh, you know, people say I need that fire back, so while the media is here – I, I need to yell at you, but I, I don't mean anything personal by it. Just, you know, come on. Come on, help me out a little bit. I love that. We, we never got you the responses of what's the happiest drive slash flight home you've ever experienced after an OU road game. Uh, my worst, probably leaving Miami after getting housed by USC in the national championship game. Not only did you just lose a national championship game, 55-19, to 19, but, well, you got to drive back from Miami. That's That's pretty awful, right? For best, I almost said 
uh, coming home from New Orleans after OU beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, but I was in New Orleans for four days, dude. There was nothing enjoyable about coming back from New Orleans on that drive, win or lose. So I'm probably going to say, I don't know, man. Coming back from the 2021 OU Texas game, that's that was about as good as it gets. I think when, speaking of New Orleans, uh, when went down to watch OU and Alabama play, I think on the way down, I think the Rose Bowl was playing the night before. That sounds about right, right? So Rose Bowl was playing, I think, before, and I had my I had a iPad rigged up to where I could watch that game on the way down. Uh, so Which that was some high technical stuff back in the yeah back, back in, in that days. Day. Now you could just heck I could I could have the car drive itself, throw it on VR or something like that. But no, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a fun trip. That that was probably one of the most fun trips. I, I, I mean, after beating Alabama, you know, when the Alabama fans were awesome, mm-hmm. you know, afterwards. I uh, I've told this story, but I. You know, Adrian Peterson and uh, Phil Lodeholt were out on Bourbon Street that night, and Phil was about entering a contract year with my Vikings. So I walked up, and you can pick Phil out of a crowd, right? Uh, you still can, yes. Yeah, pick pick him out, and he's you know towering above the crowd. I walk up, and he's like, "Hey, uh, Adrian's over there," because he was just used to everybody going, "Oh, I want to go meet Adrian Peterson." I was like, "Yeah, that's cool. Let's uh, let's talk about this contract, man. Come on, you got to come back to Minnesota." Like he was like, "What, what are we talking about here? You're ready to know you sure? Why are we talking about my Vikings? We're talking contract? about we're talking about the future of the Minnesota Vikings here. Pull up yep. a chair here. Yeah, yeah I'll, 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 I'll get you a drink. Come on." I just remember some Alabama fan jumping up and down. God, why did we get the ball to Derrick Henry? Like screaming. Which, to be fair, I thought in the second half, please, God, God stop giving the ball to Derrick Henry. Can they give it to TJ Yeldon? Can they give it to someone else? Yeah. Because it felt like every time Derrick Henry touched the ball. That was um, – Didn't he have like eight for 100 or something it was, like that? It was one of those moments watching a game where I think every OU fan realized – or at least I did – Oh my gosh! I had not heard of this kid before this game. That guy's going to win the Heisman Trophy someday. That 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 came right there. Just looking at him, they would just throw a swing pass. They would line him up at slot. He's running back, line him up in the slot, and I think they just threw like a little screen pass to him. Takes it to the house for a touchdown. I just remember thinking that guy is going to win the Heisman Trophy someday. And guess what? He won the Heisman Trophy at the University of Alabama. His high school tape is still some of the best high school tape out there. Uh, Boomer Bevo podcast, uh, our buddy John over there at Brown O'Haver, Ohio State, not even close. Uh, Wallace Marsh sends us Nebraska 2002, the Notre Dame trip, 1986 from Lincoln, 2001 from Miami, Tennessee, shared all those. Uh, Cheryl says Sugar Bowl after beating Alabama. Crazy mm-hmm. Horse says Oklahoma over Tennessee, driving back from Knoxville. That had to have been a good one. Yeah. I had just opened trays not long before that, and I remember that was one of our big OU games we had had, and there was a group of Texas fans in there watching, and, uh, God, they were they were just rubbing it in all first half, and then they left in the second half. Jeff says coming back from Tallahassee. Uh, Waltonator says driving back from Miami after a natty. Some rich alum gave me $100. Because she was impressed, I drove my 1988 Honda, Honda Accord there from Norman. <laughs> wow. Wow. You drove an 88 Honda Accord? Oh, bless you, honey. Here's $100. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. 
OU Syracuse nineteen ninety four. I hope you flew back from Syracuse oh, in nineteen ninety four and you weren't driving back from that one. And then our buddy Doug Miles says December second, two thousand. The drive from Arrowhead Stadium to my home in Iowa, two years removed from finishing five and six in nineteen ninety eight, the realization that the Sooners were going back to the Orange Bowl to play for the historic national championship. That feeling was probably so awesome that night in the parking lot of Arrowhead that you didn't even realize that the windshield was probably somewhere around eight below zero. Ooh. I mean, it, it, but maybe maybe it's so cool. I, I've been to Kansas City for Big Twelve championship games. It's just it's miserable. Right, standing on the ice when they couldn't oh. clear it all out. Like I said, with singed eyebrows because of that uh, lighter fluid incident in the parking lot while tailgating. Yeah, oof. Uh, Sarks vodka driving back to Edmond after housing Tech and jumping around. Yeah, because you knew that night. After beating Tech, oh, dude, it's all in front of us right now. After losing to Texas earlier in the year, the way that the BCS computers work, housing Tech like you did, ooh, everyone started talking like, hey, there is a chance that OU jumps Texas, and with a three-way tie in the Big 12 South, the highest-ranked BCS team is going to go to the Big 12 championship, and if you win that one, you're going to beat Missouri if you make it to the Big 12 championship. Oh, you just got a chance at a national championship now all of a sudden. Yeah, that was a that was a good night. Another good night from that year, OU played, I think it was Nebraska at home in 2008. I believe that was the same night where Texas Tech beat Texas in Lubbock off that incredible uh, Graham Harrell, Michael Crabtree Yeah, play that Crabtree late. went in. So, was it Gideon that had just dropped a yeah, uh, Oh, the easiest interception of his career right in his probably hands. just drops it, man. And then Crabtree. Tech was about to have to settle for a like long two field seconds goal. Left. Two seconds, he Ooh. scores, and then that's when everything just Then started. they march into Norman and just get one of the most embarrassing losses in the program's history, probably. <sighs> then DeMarco Murray got hurt in the Big 12 championship game. <sighs> Such happy moments just ruin it right there. Yeah, jeez, man. We got 20 minutes left (laughs) in the the show, and we're going to bring this up? Come Uh, on, 918, I was so drunk that I didn't care about the cold. Not sure which game that they're talking about. That could be numerous games that this texture is referencing (laughs) here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, not even just, you know, Arrowhead games. Just any games. 913 worst road trip uh, was the 20 miles after K State and Darren Sproles in the Big 12 championship game. And I had to return to the cul de sac full of Kansas State fans. <laughs> oh, gosh, man. <laughs> Obnoxious people. Uh, I, uh, I don't envy you having to do that. That's, that's for sure. What uh, the, the Tol- I, I've never seen a game at, at TU before at Tulsa. This year will be my first. I, I, I'm not saying it's going to live up to <laughs> some of the greater college football experiences of my, of my lifetime, but for those of us making our first trip to uh, Chapman Stadium, uh, is there anything to expect or look out for or to be excited about other than a stadium that's probably going to be, what, 80-20 OU fans? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a small place. You know, they've renovated uh, nicely. It's a nice campus, a uh, really nice campus, actually. Some of the people that uh, have seen softball there uh, would know that for sure, but little rough right across the street. Some of the bars, maybe, right. I'm yeah. comfortable in that yeah. setting. Yeah, so oh. the ref army. Oh, absolutely. We'll we'll be down the street just a touch um, once we get that uh, contract signed, sealed, and delivered. I will. Yeah, if you're going to the OU Tulsa game, the the ref is going to be on hand, and it's going to yes. be a swell time before yes, and after the, the ref game, will be okay? on hand. So once. Once that contract signed, sealed, and delivered, I will uh, I will put it out on the airwaves. 
but we will be there and we will be well represented. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good time. It's a nice uh, it's a nice small stadium, but you know, like I said, they've done some renovations and whatnot. But yeah, it'll be heavy, heavy OU fans. I think uh, I think a couple of. Uh, People on the text line had even said that they had bought maybe mini packages. Yeah, I opened my big mouth to everyone, and I cost myself. Oh yeah, why'd a, you do that? I was just trying to be. I was in a good mood, trying to be nice to everyone. What a guy! Like, hey, what a guy! We did this last year for Nebraska. A lot of you got face value tickets on Nebraska's website. It kind of felt like an own right that we found out that there were face value tickets for OU Nebraska on Nebraska's own website, where they've sold out every single game since God knows when. So it felt like an own at the time. It's like, hey, not that Tulsa's like Nebraska, but <laughs> hey, guys, you can buy a three-game mini-pack for like $55. They've probably been to more bowl games than Nebraska in the last And I checked years. the next day, and, buddy, they were gone after that. Ugh. They still have the mini-packs available. They're just like $95. They're better seats than what the $55 right. were. So if 95 bucks a ticket, like that's nothing to you. Um, you can actually get a pretty decent seat for that OU Tulsa game this year. Nice guys finish last, man. I, yeah, I, Jeez. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to work a little bit to get some tickets <laughs> to that game. Is what it sounds like. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine is the Knipple Meyer Chevrolet text line. Taking you, uh, taking you into the weekend. More OU football next, right here on the Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knipple Meyer Chevrolet text line at four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Rom's new sweet and spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouth-watering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun. Top it with a sizzling burger patty and bacon. Add a little mayo and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked Gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brahms Sweet and Spicy Gouda Burger, available for a limited time at Brahms. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. What's up, Ref Army? It's Tyler McComas, and we just wanted to give a huge thank you for continuing to support the Ref and showing up every single day on all of our platforms. We've surpassed 25,000 followers on Twitter and continue to average over 150,000 impressions per day. The Ref has also surpassed 3.2 million total listeners on the official KREF app over the past 12 months. Let's keep the momentum going in 2023 by continuing to listen to the KREF app or on KREF.com. Apache Casino Hotel is bringing back Cash Dash. Earn entries all month long by simply playing your favorite slot machine. Hourly drawings will be held Friday and Saturday nights from 6 p.m. to midnight for $1,000 cash. Make a dash for any unclaimed cash at 12.30 a.m. and you could walk away with $7,000. So, make a dash for the cash at Apache Casino Hotel, where you always win the most. See Players Club for full details. The world is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. 
But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson. I don't know the full story of this. I would like to find out more about the story from Lindsay on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. She says, uh, after the national championship, we wrote the score on the gas station mirror after the checkout guy heckled us before the game. <laughs> I'd love to know more details on that, but that is amazing in its own form right there. Yeah, that's a gas uh, station clerk heckled you before the game, so you go back and write thirteen to two on the gas station. That is amazing. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I wonder, uh, you know, does Lindsay typically carry, uh, um, you know, writing utensils uh, with her, or was this a like a like a lip gloss situation, lipstick situation on the mirror? Yeah, it's thirteen to two. It's all I see. Thirteen (laughs) to two. It's all I see. That's true. That's true. No, that's I like that. So I'm not a big uh, analytics guy. I, I mean, I'll, I'll at least see what the analytics say or the ESPN FPI, who they think's going to win or what the odds are. I, I just think when you look at analytics and ESPN FPI, you really find yourself with a tool like that making some crazy predictions. And I think ESPN FPI found themselves in that territory Again, earlier this week, they had teams via the ESPN FPI with the best chance to make the college football playoff. Who would you immediately think in college football is just the best chance? With the team they have, the schedule they have, who's got the best chance to make the playoff this year? If I'm thinking, am I thinking through ESPN FPI's lens? No, just your your own lens. Me, I would say um, Michigan. Okay, no, no, perfect way to start right there. Michigan, okay? Because, all right, Michigan's cool. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. They've owned Ohio State. Right. Ohio State, according to ESPN's FBI, the best chance to make the college football playoff. 
Now, granted, they did lose to Michigan last year, and they still made the playoff, but I don't know if that's going to happen in back-to-back years. They got to go to Ann Arbor this year. Um, Notre Dame should be better. I, I think Ohio State has to play at Notre Dame Bringing earlier in, in the season. A new quarterback this, this year, year, of course, yeah. after losing a first-round pick. So, I don't know. I, Georgia, in my opinion, has got a better chance. Michigan, in my opinion, has a better chance. Clemson, in my opinion, yeah. has a better chance. Like Ohio State absolutely has a chance to make the playoff, but they're like around fifth or sixth, fourth, fifth, sixth best odds for me to make that. Not yeah, I would one. say that surprised either me. Clemson or Florida State. I feel like is 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 going to come out of the ACC, and 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 I think a good exercise, Tyler, is to basically break it down by conference, right? Because you can't typically assume, other than you know the SEC mostly, that other teams are going to get multiple teams in. So when you think like that, you have to think of, okay, Michigan's in from the Big Ten. You can't assume that there are going to be two teams. So uh, I don't know. The real question is, is a Pac-12 or a Big 12 team even going to touch it? Uh, I mean, OU with the schedule has a chance. We'll see if they have the team or not. (sighs) The schedule set what's is more so juicy. What's more important, the team or the schedule? OU's got one of them, at least I think. Hey, halfway there. But I here's think- the thing. FBI, speak, speaking of uh, ESPN FPI, uh, if we just went by ESPN FPI last year, I think OU is like 10-2. and Because d- down the stretch, I knew FPI yep. had us favored in like every game down the stretch that well, we I lost. I think even Vegas had them favored in. Did they have them favored against Tech, maybe, I, I think? I think so, yeah. Like, like, I, there I, were a couple that were like five or six points. Like I keep too. saying, well, OU's going to be favored in 11 or 12 games. I think they may have been favored in 11 or 12 games last year, even with right. the 6 and 7 season. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, hey. I think OU had the, for what it's worth, the 10th best odds. I think tied with Penn State for 10th best odds. To uh, to make the college football playoff this hey. year, according to the same study. Hey, you know it's uh, it's right out there in front of you. I mean, can a one? The question is, can a one loss team make it? I mean, I'd I'd assume so. I mean, you wouldn't have a ranked win on your schedule theoretically, maybe depending on what TCU does. But you might not have a ranked one on your schedule. But if you go win, you know, the Big Twelve championship, I guess you know, postseason ranked win. Every year, OU's been a one loss team. They've made the college football playoff. Um, and that's every time they've made the playoff, they've been a one-loss team. But the difference is, the and schedule. I think it's what you're saying, they, there was a few of those years where there were at least some quality wins. Ohio State was in there in 2017. Right. Like TCU was good in 2017. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State was ranked high in 2017. They were ranked high again in 2018, but I don't yeah. know if that team exists. I mean, that's the thing. I, I think it's going to be very similar to, what was it, 2021? Where you know we were so low when that when that first uh, college football rankings came out and we were like eight and zero or something like that and they're like yeah you're still no good because you haven't beat anybody like I, I feel like we might get some of that treatment CBS ranked uh, every single team in college football ahead of the season OU was ranked 26 by the way outside Ooh. the top 25 Ooh. okay here's the opponents Texas at 11 TCU at 17 UCF at 45 KU at 46 OSU at 47 SMU at 53, BYU at 57, Iowa State at 60. That's about to change. (laughs) Cincinnati at 64, West Virginia at 75, Arkansas State at 113, Tulsa Golden Hurricane at 119. 
Jeez, 119. Iowa State's going to have the rate. Will Iowa State be the worst team that OU plays this year? Well, we'll see what their roster looks like in a few weeks. I think it might be. I think this is going to just continue to get worse and worse and worse. And I just don't think – I mean, it it was already setting up well to be a good day for the defense, right? Playing against Iowa State is always a good day for the defense, a good, you know, get-right game, if you will. Well, now – it ought to be a banner day. You you, you allow twenty points in that game, then Oof. some people might be on the hot seat. After <laughs> that exactly. That's interesting. It it feels like it feels like they listed them at sixty four before all this Decker stuff came out. Surely, uh, Drew from Flower Mound, Tyler, Ohio State's losing losing to Michigan for the third straight year, and they finished third place behind Michigan and Penn State, who will finish second. Oh, okay, the prediction there from Drew. I like well, that. Well, Penn State. I mean. Isn't Penn State always kind of a sexy pick to do something, and yet they can never get out of this the This is the uh, sexiest that they've been in a few years. Well, since they've had, um, oh my gosh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. But I'm not buying Penn State. Oh, I'm, I'm not, not there even. yet, man. Although, I'll tell not. you what, I will consistently say it. If we could schedule a home-and-home home with somebody and could guarantee that it's a whiteout game, I want to go to Penn State. By the way, uh, pretty much everyone's saying there's not a bad seat in Chapman Stadium, and I'm inclined to believe that. In zone, yeah. wherever you're sitting, probably not a bad yep. sightline there at Chapman. Not State. a bad sideline. I've watched. Uh, I, I haven't watched many TU games there. I did watch Case Keenum when he came to town. Nice uh, with Houston. What was the final yeah. score? Eighty four to eighty two. <laughs> it was a like lot. That? I think they're still scoring. No, it. it uh, yeah, it was. It was a lot with his old knee braces and whatnot. And then, of course, he, you know, came full circle when I uh, watched him uh, complete the Minneapolis miracle to Stephon Diggs. But um, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of TU games there. I've been to a lot of Union Jinx games there, and then we will be, of course, covering the Battle of the Burbs be awesome. uh, when Bixby takes on Owasso. It was a good game last year, so uh, looking forward to that on the 24th. Cherokee Sooner, expect a heat index of 109. Stay off Cherry Street unless you want to get stabbed. Okay, well, thank you for Cherry the Street. Cherry Street's got some great bars. <laughs> 11th is way more dangerous than Cherry Street. Uh, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll send it into the weekend. Coming up next right here on The Ref. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC.